public speaking. Um, I don't know if you've you ever spoken to, to guys and then they're like, listen, yeah, I understand that you have a tough job, but you don't understand how it is at my, my workplace. It's like, at our workplace, it's actually the devil's headquarters. And um, he, you won't believe how many headquarters the devil has in, in South Africa, right? It's like everywhere. And, uh, um, and, and you know, sometimes what that thing does, it's like, and, and I think all of us that are different, maybe I have a good workplace. I, I don't think my workplace is devil's headquarters at all. <laughs> it's it's Jesus' headquarters. But, uh, um, but it's interesting what the Spirit does. It's when we think like, yes, you guys just don't understand what it's like at my job. You're so alone. And, uh, and suddenly when we can come together and we realize, listen, we're all in this world together. We're, of it, but we're, not, we're in it, but we're not of it. But we, we're all in it. And, uh, and there's all of, for all of us, there's battles to stand firm for at the workplace. Building, building in one hand and fighting with another hand. Crazy story that, man, if you think about it. That's like some... Yes, anyway. That's God. Lekker. Good, man. It is a privilege. It's lucky to have Grant here. Um, I maybe before I jump into a preach, I really want to say that it's an incredible privilege for myself and my wife to take over from Grant and Lorna. Um, in the natural, it'll be quite intimidating, man. Don't you think? Like they did so well, so so it's like, how do we ever match that? And uh, and yeah, here's the good thing: I can't. It's like you know, to to really be at peace with that. It's like I cannot do what they did. And you know what? It's like a thing is God doesn't expect me to. And, um, and that we, we're different from them, not better at all, but different. And, and I think it's a, the greatest gift for me is that they are not going anywhere, <laughs> that they're just staying right here with us. It is not, but it's, a, it's different. And so I, I want to, um, man, I don't want to go on this too long now, but I want to actually just encourage us and encourage them. I've said it to them plenty, but do you know what happened and in the way that it happened, the transition and all that stuff? That's a work of God, eh? That... Um, even in the church, that, that there can be transitions like that, that I shot that guy proper in the foot. He was running a business, and the next moment he's leading a church. That's what happened, okay, a year and a half ago. And he did it well, and, and I'm sure there were times where he was like, yes, you don't understand what he did to me. Like, it's like, and, and, then, and then there were times that it was actually quite lacking. He was enjoying it, okay? And, um, and never once was there a thing where he's like, I'm just going to grab this from Hannes, and now it's mine, and you need to take. Like, it was a... He, in, in his heart, and I, 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 f- I felt it this way, that he always led in such a way for me to be able to come back and to lead it forward. Man. It's just a miracle. Man. And I really want to honor you guys. Uh, that, yes, you, for, for a stewarding that would have been three months, they did well for a year and a half. Eh? <laughs> like, they really led us well. And, um, and even in coming back, I initially in December, I said to Grant, I don't think I can do it. Like, I really, you, you better. You, you should lead. Like, you should go. I'm very happy under you. And there was like a, it's okay. I love the kids being around us. And, uh, and there was a transition that was just so smooth. Are you amped, girly? Hey, chocolate. <laughs> you can check it. Daddy's an athlete. Eh? Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> And, um, but just want to say the wonder of it. It's really a privilege. And so even, even in us coming in here, and, and by obviously I'm hoping that I'll come in with, with a um, fresh direction and vision of where we're going, just to, I want to say from the outset that I don't think what we're doing is better or 
writer or whatever word you want to use, but I think it's just a season of God is transitioning us. And it's actually, we, we're on the same team still. We're just going. And, and are you guys with me? So please, in my communication, that you would hear that, that I don't think like any better of what I do. Just different. Just what God is asking me to do as we lead the team now. With no, same page. All right. So I want to speak today about the Moses generation. All right. And um, I, I've asked the Lord, like, listen here, where do we begin by, by coming back into all of this now and having to lead the church again? Like, where do we begin? And I just felt God said to me, start at the beginning, like who we are. And, uh, and I heard this word, the Moses generation. And so if I can summarize, I think all of us here that I, I know you guys, all of us are saved and you have some, some form of context of the Bible, right? But in the, in the, in the Old Testament... God chose the Israelites as His nation, His chosen people. And, um, and they were in slavery. They were in Egypt, actual Egypt. Okay? It's not a fiction. That's Egypt up there. It's real. It happened. Okay? And uh, they were in slavery, and God wanted to free His people. And Pharaoh didn't want to let the people go. So, I mean, if you heard the story that there were the ten plagues, and at the tenth one where the, the Pharaoh's son died, he said, okay, that's it. You guys can move. And so... I don't know how many people were there, but I, I reckon it was thousands, hundreds of thousands of Israelites, okay? Back up their things, and they're about to move. Now, I don't know, has anyone here been to Egypt? Okay? Oh, nice. Okay, just droog, ne? Okay? Very dry, okay? Like, back up their stuff, and they're about to move. And, and if you look on a map, it's quite interesting. Like, they, the safe route was to, um, to go, like, over and around to where they wanted to go, as far as I understand. And the Lord says to them, I want you to go down. But there's a massive ocean there, all right? And um, God says, go down. And so Moses said, all right, we're going down. And they're going down, and God opens the Red Sea, and he leads them through the Red Sea. Incredible story that God has freed his people from slavery, and he leads them through the Red Sea. And as they go through, the Egyptians come and chase them, and God just collapses this, the ocean. It's, it's, it's crazy, okay? Uh, it's, a, it's an incredible miracle to think about it, that God would clear a uh, a path. Imagine Robin Island, okay? We're going to Robin Island, and God raises the ocean walls up, and we all walk on dry land to Robin Island, okay? And as someone tries to follow us, the cops, okay, the water comes to the... <laughs> joke, okay. <laughs> bad, bad joke, okay? Um, they're not the enemies, okay? And, um, and, and it's, it's a miracle. God freed His people. And, and I, I think for us, you know, that's a picture for us. Everything that happened in the Old Testament, it's a picture for us for today. Like God, what God wants to do with us. And, and all of us here has, has come to a place. I, I, yes, I know all of us. All of us have come to a place where we've had a day where I wanted to know that we were born in sin, stuck, slavery. Né? Uh, we're about to have a little girl in two weeks' time. Né? She's going to be the most incredible thing. Né? I can't wait to hear what she's going to, to see what she's going to look like. Hear what she looks like. All right, I'm, very, I'm tired, sorry. Okay? I can't wait to see what she looks like. She's going to be amazing. But you know what? As terrible as it is to own, is I know that she's being born in sin. Horrible thought. And, and something when I consider her is that I cry now already. God, would you save her? Like, I can't do it for her. It's the most frustrating thing. It's like, I can't save her. And and that I know that there needs to be a day for her that no one's going to teach her how to be disobedient, but she's going to be good at it. Okay? Like, <laughs> it's just in there. No, one, no one's going to teach her how to be a rebel, but it's going to be in there. 
No one's going to teach her how to be selfish. It's going to be in there. And she's not going to get it from me. All right? I'm joking, okay? I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, I'm joking. Oh, that's a bad joke, my babes. Okay, she's definitely going to get it from me. And, uh, um, you know that... Uh, but I now already... Um, my wife's just like, he's digging a hole so bad. And, uh, but now already, I'm fully aware that God needs to save her. And... And for all of us, I, you guys might rem- I hope you remember the day where there was, you know, none of us were born Christian. I thought for years that I was born Christian until I actually got saved. I, I, was, I grew up in church and I knew the right stuff, but there was a day where I had to say to God, I'm in serious trouble. I need you. And, and where God, the, the Bible speaks in Romans where it says that we were slaves to sin. Man, like trapped. Like we, you were slaves in Egypt. Where, when sin came knocking on your door, forced to open that door. Yeah? And then you, you could put it on Anna. But slaves to sin. And then there was a day where, where Jesus came knocking and he, he called our names. Isn't it incredible? That, that he called us by name and said, no longer it's just Israelites, that's my people, but it's you. I've called you by name. I want you. And God called us and we came running out of a grave. We were dead in our sin. Okay? Run out of a grave. And he freed us from slavery. Freed us from no longer we slaves to sin. You know, we're not out of this world. Okay? We didn't go straight to heaven. We're still in this world. And sin still comes knocking. But we can actually say no to sin. Because of God. Yeah? And then they go through the Red Sea. And you know, the Red Sea is a picture for us of baptism. And I want to I say to you, I want to beg anyone here that's not been baptized or still wrestling with this thing. Guys, that's a big deal, man. That actually, as we do baptism, you know, the, the, the Bible speaks about um, the red, them crossing through the Red Sea. A picture of baptism that they walk through water, if you wanted, okay, the sea. And, uh, and that there was something of leaving out of where they were, and, and that God dealt with what kept them. Like, that, that actually, it, it collapsed on the enemies. There was a cutting of, of what held them. That was it. The, the, the Bible speaks of baptism. Of, it, that's not what frees us. Jesus freed us. But baptism being the seal of I'm done with that old, old life. And, and the reason we are all there when you get baptized is you telling us, guys, I'm done with that old life. Okay? I'm a new person going into something. And so I want to ask you, if you're still wrestling with this thing, come and chat to one of us. and Because uh, it's quite critical. Like even Mark says, and I, I don't want to go into theology of this too much, okay? But it, like, I'm not saying this is how it ends, okay? But Mark says, if you are saved and baptized, you will inherit eternal life. Like so, some guys land differently. It's a big deal in the eyes of God that baptism puts a seal that actually we, we say to the world and to the enemy, done with that old life. And God covers us. Moses didn't kill those enemies. God did. Yeah. Incredible story. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's where many of us are. Freed out of slavery, baptized, and walking with God. And then, here's the thing is, you know that we, we weren't called to be the Moses generation. We, we Joshua generation church. Okay. We, we josh in, and sometimes we say it so, so, what's that word? Flippant. That's the word. I, I, it sounds like I'm swearing every time I say it. Flippant. Okay? And, uh, and, uh, but we say it so easy. Like, and, uh, but I think, you know, that's what we're born into, guys. That's what we're a part of. It's the Joshua Generation Church. It's a picture for us who we are, eh? that we weren't made to just come out of slavery and then get stuck in the desert. We were, we made to inherit something. 
And, and you know, the Moses generation never inherits what God had for them. It's they came out of that slavery and God said, I've got a promised land for you. 11 days, guys, 11 days journey. That's what it was to Canaan. Né? And they get to the river and they stand there. And, and I need to say this. Yesterday we, I said to the elders, um, you know, God didn't want to send them, them to send spies into the land. And I gave them, okay, we're going to start reading from Numbers 13. First verse, Numbers 13 verse 1 says, And God said, send spies into the land. And I'm like, how did I get that wrong? All right, so, so this morning, I was like, no, man, I swear I've heard that God didn't want them to send spies into the land. So I was looking, all right. And I actually found that in Deuteronomy, it says that, Deuteronomy 1, hey, buddy, uh, it says that the people asked, Listen here, we're not sure what's cooking in that land. Can we send spies into the land? And he says that Moses heard them and thought, that's a good idea. Let's send spies. And God didn't think it was a good idea. And and then God permitted it. How many of you have often had a good idea? And it wasn't necessarily a God idea, but God allows it. Have you guys, guys felt that? And then later on you're like, how did God ever allow me to do that? And sometimes he gives us the desires of our hearts. <laughs> yeah? well, not always good stuff. But, but, he, but he allows it. And, and you know, they, they send out these spies, and Moses asked them four, four questions. He said, I want you to go check, is it as good as God said it will be? Yeah. One specific thing, imagine, remember, they come out of Egypt. So he says, go look if there are forests. <laughs> okay, they want trees, all right? They don't see that in Egypt. Go look if there are forests. He says, go look, what the forti- go look at the cities, and is it fortified or is it tented camps? He says, go find out how big are the people there, <laughs> all right? And the fourth one, he says, bring me back some fruit of the land, because I want to see if it's really worth it for us going in there. And suddenly, you know, the, the, the feeling of, of that, what they're going to try and see, is exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden, is, did God really say, is it as good as God said it's going to be? I want to go see. And, and instead of just going across the river, and taking what God has for them, they're like, let's just find out what are we getting ourselves into here, all right? So these spies go, and it's good men, all right? Go and they go scout for 40 days, and go scout out the land, and firstly they see they are giants. These oaks are big, okay? It says they are from the, the, the descendants of Anak, okay? The Nephilim. Those were huge blokes, all right? Like if you read about Goliath, he was from the same, same tribe, Two, three, four meter guys. Okay, no, not two meters. We have two meter guys in our church. Okay, like, th- like I can't remember the height, but it was a big bloke. Okay, and it says we looked at those guys and we looked like grasshoppers to them and to ourselves. Like we have no chance. All right, and then they did find forests. All right, it's a good place because God said it'll be good. And then they saw Jericho, high walls, the biggest place they've ever seen. It's not a tented camp, buddy. It's big walls, and and then they find these. Um, grapes, that I want you to picture this, okay, what is that, one bunch of grapes, not what you buy at pick pay, okay, yeah. two guys have to carry this thing back across the river and say, it's not as bad as we thought, okay, this is the fruit that's in the land, I, I want to ask you, have you ever seen a bunch of grapes that two guys have to carry, yeah. I, I want to know what the size of that, Mike loves me because I love grapes, okay, I go to bed every night with a box of grapes next to me, okay, it's just, uh, I love grapes, and not every night, okay, but anyway, he says that's why I struggle with my stomach, <laughs> anyway, it's not the water, it's the amount of grapes I eat, <laughs> um, but that sounds like heaven to me, okay, two, bunch of, two guys that carry this bunch of grapes, and uh, 
it is as good. But you know, they, they're like, it is, it is overflowing with milk and honey. It's better than what we thought. But there are some big guys out there. And you know, there's a city with the walls so big, we, we'll never get in there. They're like, we don't even have weapons, guys. What are we going to do? And, um, and you know what happened? Is that fear gripped their hearts. And, and they're discussing this among themselves in the leadership. And they're like, listen, yeah, we know this is what God has for us, but guys, we just have no chance. And they say, and they, they literally say in Numbers 13, it says, and they gave a bad report to the people. And they, the report is this they said, guys, we are going to die. We have no chance. They are much bigger than us. We can never take hold of what they have. And he says that the people cried. They said, why would God ever bring us out of Egypt? Remember how nice it was. And he's thinking, like, you were beaten with a whip every day to do someone else's work for them. And they're like, remember how lucky it was. And, and who of us have been there before when we lose sight of what God has for us and we desire to go back to how it was before? Anyone like that? I'm not speaking about even just what it was in a previous church. I'm speaking about being unsaved. Like thinking, remember when I wasn't a slave to righteousness and I could just do my own thing. Yeah, it was nice. None of you? I thought about it before. <laughs> All right. And, um, and, and sometimes we're like, how can we ever even consider going back to what it was like before? Slaves to sin. But we do that. And, and the reason is not because God changed. It's because we're starting to look with our own eyes. Like, did God really say? And, um, thanks, man. Um, and I, I think, um, I completely lost my train of thought. But, you know, we, we get stuck in that thing when we start looking in our own eyes. Just like, maybe it's better for us on this side of the river. And I, I just read through numbers um, in the week, and, and it says that I never knew why the Israelites were in the desert for 40 years. But you know what it was 40 years? God said a day for every guy, you got, for a da- or here, for every day that you guys scouted that land in your own eyes. He said, every, year that you, every day that you waited to trust me, a year you will walk around in the desert. Around, and around, and around, and around. And... Uh, it's a terrible story if you read that. And then you get a crew of guys there that suddenly, so Moses tells them, sorry guys, bad news, God isn't so happy with us. We're going to be in the desert for 40 years. And now the people were crying, okay? They're like, what? We didn't even have a say in this, okay? So you get a bunch of guys, now you've got division in the camp, okay? And you get a bunch of guys like, listen here, you go around for 40 days or for 40 years. There's the country. We're going in there. And, and Moses says to them, don't you dare. God said he will fight against you. And, and like, in the, while they were in Egypt, God said to them, this is what he says, I've got a land for you that I want to take you in, and I will defeat the enemies. Okay? And he says to them, listen, if you go in there, God is not with you. You will surely die. All right? And they're like, rather that than 40 years in the desert. Okay? And they go. And he says they were still going up the hill, and the Canaanites just wiped them out. Sometimes, it's like, and you read that, it's like, those guys, they semi wanted to do the thing God asked them to do, but without God, still not a good idea. Okay? And they get wiped. And um, I, I don't know if you guys sometimes read that and you're like, wow, this is a very confusing story. What were they supposed to do? Um, and, 
and now the Israelites go around in the desert for 40 years. And the incredible thing is that God never left them. Like, I, wonder, I wonder about the mercy of God, like our sin, our unbelief, our fleshly ideas, and God continues walking with His people. And cloud of day by night, it's in the desert, okay, cooking hot, and God gives them a cloud every day, that they don't die of the heat, okay? Fire by night, so they don't die of the cold, and they can actually see what's happening. Incredible, for 40 years. And other people are miffed, because they're eating manna every day, okay, bread. It, this manna every day, from nothing. God provides manna. But we want meat, okay? We want meat. It was better in Egypt when we had meat. So God sends birds, quartos. What is, what is that in English? Quail. Every day, I, I want you to picture this, okay? We're in the desert as a, as a little group, and every day there were these swarms of birds that can't fly properly, flying directly at us, and we must just go and pick up our meat every day. It's a miracle. And um, it's a picture for us where God said, Listen, you can't catch 10 quail today, but you're only going to eat five. Tomorrow that thing is fraught. You need to pick up every day what you need for that day. And you know what it's a picture for us? Time with God. Time with God. That God is our daily bread. Okay? And, and you know, sometimes, sometimes a guy thought, like, I know what I, want, I need to do here. Um, I'll, I'll be clever and I'll just hide the, the quail and the bread and I'll, I'll have tomorrow, and I don't have to go and work, okay? And it says, so the following day, if they would open that jar, there were worms in it. <laughs> and it's just, what we had yesterday as a revelation and time with God isn't going to sustain us for tomorrow. It's we need to be with the Lord every day. Picture, picture for us as a church. And um, let me just see. Um, and then, um, it's incredible for 40 years. But you know the challenge here is that for 40 years, God makes them walk around in the desert. Many miracles along the way. Some, some silly stuff. Well, it's not silly. Do you know that for 40 years, they walked with the same sandals and the same clothes, and it didn't wear out? Yeah, That's a good brand. It was Nike. Um, okay? <laughs> Joking. Like, I don't know. Definitely not Aviana slopes. Okay? Those things would have broken in the first week. <laughs> sorry, bad. Let's just delete that off there. Sorry. <laughs> but... Like, it's a miracle that somehow God had still mercy for them to walk, and He just provided for them, and, and cared for them. And, um, and then a whole generation dies out because of unbelief. And, and I, I wonder, I just, we, we spoke as elders yesterday, and we just said, like, man, I wonder if sometimes with our eyes we start looking at what God has for us to inherit, and we're like, let's just, let's just check this out. And you know, uh, speaking about enemies, we sometimes wonder about enemies. I want to tell you, your enemy is not your boss, okay? Your enemy is not the Satanist in Malpos, okay? You know what's the enemies of God often? It's this, okay? It's my flesh. And, and my enemy, if I'm honest, is I know I have a similar idea of what, we, what our inheritance is. And then I think, yo, that's going to be a lot of work. All right? I don't know if I have the capacity to do what God requires. Okay? And you know, now it's probably, probably real because I said to the guys, look, I'm going to cast proper vision this weekend, and in two weeks I'm out because I'm getting a baby. <laughs> okay? And then run. And, and there's a wrestle in my heart with I have an idea what God wants us to take a hold of, and I know fully well that I won't be able to do it. 
And you know, it, in the past, it used to be the most horrific thing for me to know that, that where God said, like, just know that you can't do it, you can't do it. And I, I come to a place where it's the biggest relief for me to know that I actually cannot do what God wants me to do. That as a church, in ourselves, we cannot take a hold of what God has for us. It's impossible. We are mere humans. We, we work hard. Okay? And we think about what God wants us to do is to, to reach the lost, to take a hold of the nations for God. Like, to, you sometimes hear about what God wants us to do, and we're like, firstly, I don't have enough bucks, and I don't have enough time. That's, enough, that, that's a proper giant, if you often feels like that. I don't know if it's just me, okay? And, and we look at that, and we look at it with it in our own eyes, and we're just like, we cannot do it. And, and I realize, for me, that's the giant that I see when I want to take hold of what God has for us. But it's unbelief. It's looking with my own eyes that I just cannot inherit what God wants for me. And, and, and really for myself and my wife, I think one of the big things that happened over the last year and a half was coming to a place where I can actually really say, like, I in myself cannot do what is required. It's the most freeing th thing in the world. And I want you to know that you in yourself cannot do what God wants us to do. Our good works are like filthy rags before Him. But God in us. God in us. And, um, and you get, the, get this guy, Joshua. Joshua and Caleb, okay? And they say, guys, look at these grapes. Look at the promise, okay? Let's go and take a hold of what God has for us. And... Um, and there's a verse, and it was in some of my other notes. I'm sorry, I don't have it on here. But it says that the spirit of Caleb pleased God. Like, to say, we know these giants, right? But let's go to take a hold of what God has for us. And God kills a whole generation. Terrible thing. Can you imagine that the God we serve killed people? That's not something you, you preached often, okay? But it's God. He's a holy God. I, I want to, just before I go further, I want us to know that sin, you know, we, we look at sin often, and sin is a terrible thing. But sometimes we have categories of sin in our, in our minds. We think sexual sin, terrible thing, grieves God. It's wrong. How can you? Okay? We think of, I don't know what you have in your, in your mind, murder. Okay? For me, a big one, racism. It's big stuff. And we're like, it's evil in, in the sight of God. And we categorize our sin. And then we get to lying, which is a little bit less. All right? Get to stealing, maybe small stuff. It's not that bad. Um, and then... Unbelief is just like a, a weakness. But you know, unbelief is the thing in the, in the Bible that offends God the most. Yeah? That the Israelites never inherited the promise because of unbelief. Yeah? They did stupid stuff along the way. Married other ladies. Okay? Had sexual immorality among them. It was bad. God punished them. There was consequence. I don't make it right. Okay? But unbelief caused them to never enter the promise of God. And, and I think as Christians, sometimes we, we, we assess ourselves. We, we, we do that. We look like, I don't have that much sin in my life. Like, I, I'm doing well. I don't look at this. I don't do that. I don't. But, but sometimes we just do it in the flesh, in unbelief, and we think, well, I'm just being reasonable here. Yeah. And, and actually, God looks at it with His eyes, and it grieves Him. And, um, and as a church, do you know that as a church we can do that? And it's silly, it can be silly stuff that God calls us to be a people of radical worship. 
Yeah? That's one example. God asks us. He says, I want you to do this. There's, a, there's something for you to take a hold of in worship. And, and we look at it in our own eyes, and it's like different strokes for different folks. Yeah? And, uh, and we don't take a hold of it. And God asks us to contend for this town that we have here. And He says, go and reach. And I want to tell you, that's one thing that creeps me out. You know? and, uh, and it's like in my own eyes, I, like, I just can't do it. It's unbelief. And we, we miss the inheritance of God that He has for us. Nations. I'm supposed to travel this year. I want to say everything is against me to travel. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I tend to want to do this all time. Like I want to look in my own eyes. Like I want to look in the flesh. I want to, I want to, and then <laughs> last night we were sitting around the table. I, I, want to, I need to go to Russia soon, okay? Just to clear that up. Like I need to go to Russia. And I, you're thinking that's the most irresponsible thing you can do. And you've got a baby on the way, and you've got 150,000 Russians on the border with Ukraine. And, uh, it's, just, and, and it's, it's irresponsible. And, I, and then I have these moments where, like, okay, maybe it's not a good idea. We can try next year. And then when I, it's like when I close my eyes and I fix on God, I see the church that I know in Russia that's dying. And it's like I can hear God call. I need to get there. And... Uh, and, and I don't know how it's going to play out, and I still don't know when, but it's like, when I look in the Spirit, it's like I can hear the inheritances that I need to go. And, and it's everything in me. I haven't told my mom yet, <laughs> because she, uh, she will send me some news articles of what's going down, okay? And uh, like, like there's, a, there's a wrestle here. And, and sure, there's wisdom, but you know, you, you guys with me? Okay? Faith pleases God. And, and it includes all of us. And, and I want to, I felt to start today with, I want to remind us guys that this church, where we are part of, okay, speaking to us, we are not called the Moses generation, okay, not just come out of slavery and come sit in the desert and we'll feed you every week, okay, but as this house, we are called the Joshua generation that's meant to take a hold of the things that God has for us, okay? It was good for us to get saved. We, it's, it's needed, okay? It wasn't wrong that season, okay? It's good for us, for all of us to be saved. But we are made to take a hold of the inheritance that God has for us. I want to say both individually and together, okay? Fight for the Lord and remember your brothers, your family, your sisters, your wives, your sons. Joshua 18 verse 1. Joshua said to the guys, like, so there were tribes, so they're in the land, and some tribes have taken a hold of their, their cities, and some have chosen, it's just like to settle here. And Joshua says to them, he said to the Israelites, how long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors has given you? And I want to ask us, I'm including myself here today and all of us as elders, I want to ask us, how long will we wait before we take a hold of what God has for us? I want to ask you as an individual, how long will you wait before you trust God with what He said He wants to do in you? And for us as a church, how long are we going to wait before we take a hold of what He has for us? And um, I don't have time today, and I, I specifically felt to break it up today into two sections, uh, to, to speak about the promise. We're going to get there, where we actually need to ask ourselves, what is in our, our inheritance as a church? Really, it's not good meetings. All right? That's the last thing that we have, okay? Like, 
it's not just good meetings for us to do together. And we need to, we're going to chat next week. What is our inheritance as a church? All right? And I want to ask you, what is your inheritance? Like what that God has for you, but it's part of us. And it's our victory as well. But, and today, there's, there's two, two sections to this. Where I don't necessarily, I said to Bori, and we, we can gauge, but I don't think what we need to do is to, to, to say, oh God, we're sorry for unbelief. I think there's a portion where we need to repent and say, God, we're sorry that we don't trust you. And we say, sorry. But actually what there is today is there's a, there's a, there's a committing of ourselves to the purposes of God again. And to say, we are yours. Do with us what you need us to do. And like Joshua and Caleb say, like there's many who say, it's a terrible land, but God, we trust you. Let's go. Let's take a hold. And I want to ask you guys today, like as elders yesterday, we devoted ourselves to the Lord. And, and I want to say that it was painful. There were things that God asked us yesterday, and we sat there with tears, knowing that when God is going to start asking us, it is going to be costly. And we cried, but we said yes to the Lord yesterday. And I want to ask you with us that God has possessions and inheritance and a promised land for us to take a hold. And I want to ask you to commit yourselves to the Lord and say, we are yours. Do with us what we want. I beg you. Okay? We, cannot, we cannot have the vision here that some go up. And God is not with them. And some choose to stay. And God is not with them either. And we actually grieve God. Is that we together as a body go together and say, God, do with us what you please.